Well, good morning, church. How are we today? Good, good, yeah. Some of you answered good, I heard at least Wayne. It was good. (laughs) And some of you meant it. And I'm really pleased to hear that. Uh, But some of you, I bet, might have just answered, yeah, all right, or yeah, good, good. Uh, But what you actually meant by that was not great. Um, It might have been a tough morning or a rough week or a hard year. Um, And actually this morning, whatever category you find yourself in, um, I'm really pleased to see you here today. And uh, for those who aren't feeling the greatest, um, I'm actually particularly pleased to see you. Uh, because I really feel like God has brought you in here today and wants to sit with you and speak with you this morning and start some refreshing work in your soul. So I'd actually like to start with a, a, a prayer, if I may. Lord, we want to acknowledge you again in this place. We thank you for your goodness and your authority And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are moving and working in this place. And we thank you that even when we don't see it, you're working. And Lord, I just pray this morning that uh, those who are weary or who may feel far from you or those who are struggling, Lord, that they might find rest in you this morning. Lord, that you would do a work deep within their spirits, that they would be replenished, refreshed, revived, and restored in the mighty name of Jesus that we have just sung about. Amen. Amen. Well, Jeremiah has been uh, speaking to us uh, the last couple of weeks, and if you weren't able to be here in the room and join us for those, then I do really recommend that you um, check them out on our podcast. Uh, If you're ever away from church and you miss, we have um, both our services uh, from La Vida that get um, put on our church online platform, but we also do uh, have the sermons here from QE2, which are available on our podcast, so um, if you need any help with that, let us know. Uh, But we started with um, uh, this idea of send me, uh, and then send me to serve, and then send me to serve faithfully the generations. And we talked about uh, giving our yes to God and of being obedient to his call, uh, to go where we are sent. But it's not just about being in the, the right place. You know, he talked about location and purpose together. You know, we are called to serve where we are sent, And we're also not called to do the journey alone. You know, if we're to achieve longevity in our mission, we need each other. We need co-laborers, and we need to be intentional about empowering and equipping the next generation, as we ourselves have been empowered and equipped. You know, in 2 Timothy 2.2, Paul says, You've heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. You know, we're part of, we're part of this cycle. And uh, we don't just co-labor with each other, uh, but most importantly, the Holy Spirit. You know, another verse uh, which we've looked at recently, uh, which is um, maybe familiar to, to quite a few of you, is uh, in, from Ecclesiastes. And it's the two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. 
And that's kind of where I want to, to sort of start off from today. And although you've probably heard this scripture being used within a wedding context, it's very popular for that, um, although it is applicable to you know, other relationships in life as well. Uh, the verse that, that I've really been meditating on is that end verse, the end um, verse 12, which is the cord of three strands is not quickly broken. You know, and that's the, the key point that, you know, they usually labor on because, you know, two are strong and can do a lot, but this verse speaks of a third that is added to that, you know, the Holy Spirit, God in us. And when we talk about the ability to sustain and achieve longevity, making sure that we have Jesus at the center and the Holy Spirit as our guide is essential because without God, not only is the work harder, but it's actually meaningless, uh, you know, growing up, whenever I got asked my favorite Bible verse, I might have already shared this with you, um, I always said Ecclesiastes verse 1 and 2, which is meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless, everything is meaningless. I think it kind of appealed to my like dramatic nature a little bit. Um, uh, and it did, it always got a little bit of a laugh, you know, a 12-year-old standing up saying, my favorite verse is meaningless. Um, and that was great, but... Uh, Actually, they were really significant verses for me and in my journey. You know, because growing up, um, I was a, a pastor's kid, and I was involved in doing the work of the church basically as soon as I could walk and talk. You know, I served on many different teams, uh, but for quite a while there, I was actually just simply going through the motions. And while it may have looked productive to other people, to some, it was in fact meaningless. You know, and the, the book of Ecclesiastes ends with this. It says, now that all has been heard, here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commands, for this is the duty of all mankind. Um, in other words, without God, what is it all for? You know, the book goes through all the different things about working and enjoying and all of that stuff. But it comes back to, if you remove God from that, well, what's the point? You know, have you ever cleans your floors, and then the next person walks in with dirty shoes. Yes. You know, for, for me, I have a favorite singlet that I like to put Oliver in. It is a merino wool one. It is a lovely color. It is really stretchy, easy to get on. And every single time that I put him in it, he will wet through his nappy, which he does not do very often. And that singlet has been washed more times than literally anything else we own. You know, and he's only six months old. And the last time I put it on to him, I think it ended up with me just saying, I don't know why I bother. Because I know that every time I do, I'm going to have to change it off in just a couple of hours. You know, and that feeling of frustration, of pointlessness, you know, that's a killer of passion and of motivation. And if we're not careful to keep our eyes on Jesus as we go about our lives, then that feeling can start to creep in. As we, you know, we may be going about and doing the work and serving, but we can end up with this feeling of, why bother? In Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
You know, we as humans, we're not designed to just like go, 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 go. You know, we, we have limitations. And uh, the physical ones are usually easier to spot. Has anyone here ever pulled an all-nighter or have a child under the age of two? <laughs> you know, when we don't get enough sleep, uh, then our bodies are usually pretty good at telling us. You know, we might yawn, we might get headaches, we're a bit slow, we might be grumpy, or maybe that one's just me, or, um, or have you ever had to skip a meal? You know, because we actually have, we've even made a word up for this, which is hangry. You know, when you're so grumpy because you're actually just hungry. You know, we recognize these physical signs and we remedy them. We know that there's something we need to do because, you know, there's something that's not quite right. And it's actually, it's much the same for us spiritually. It is a, a quote which I really love by Martin Luther, which says, I am so busy now that if I did not spend three hours each day in prayer, I could not get through the day. You know, Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. You know, in, in order to cope with all of the demands of all of the stuff that's happening in our world, it's going to require time spent at the feet of Jesus. Now, recently, Carl spoke on the story of Mary and Martha from the Bible. Um, for those who aren't familiar, Jesus went to visit their house. And Martha was rushing around, getting everything ready, cooking and cleaning, and getting increasingly frustrated while Mary just sat at Jesus' feet. And now, you know, what Martha was doing wasn't wrong. She'd invited Jesus over and she was serving him and she was prepping things and those things are, you know, good, they needed to be done. Um, but Martha was feeling weary and burdened by it. And she was annoyed that Mary appeared to be doing nothing. You know, and Jesus gently reminds her, you know, that few things are actually needed. And in fact, only one in Mary has chosen better. You know, Jesus says, come to me, those who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, there'll be times that we need to get on and do the work, but not at the expense of sitting at the feet of Jesus. You know, we are not to neglect that which is the most important. And this morning, I really feel like what God is saying is come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Now, there's a beautiful song which is called uh, In Christ Alone. And one of the verses, it talks about um, what heights of love, what depths of peace, when fears are stilled and striving cease. You know, and this morning, if you are carrying around some fears, you know, God wants to still those for you. And if you are tired and feel like you are just striving and trying to push through and maybe you feel like you're not really getting anywhere and you're feeling a bit like, what is the point? You know, why am I bothering? Then my prayer is that this morning, as you sit with God, you would experience rest. You know, this morning we're actually going to uh, participate together in a time of uh, uh, communion and worship. And uh, uh, this communion uh, is when you, you take your bread and you take your, your juice, in our case, 
and uh, uh, you eat it in remembrance of what Jesus did. It, it mirrors what he did with his disciples uh, at the, the Last Supper. He, he took it and he said, this is my body which is, will be broken for you, and my blood which was shed so that you may be able to uh, experience the forgiveness of your sins. You know, when we, we take communion, uh, we're remembering Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. You know, the, the bread and the juice, they are tangible, visible reminders of Christ's love. You know, so rather than simply saying, remember, you know, we've, we've got a, an actual given us a reminder that just as we depend on food and drink to live physically, we can only live spiritually through Christ. You know, it's only through Christ that we are able to be truly alive. You know, it's also a chance to, to bring ourselves before the Lord and, and partake in the life that he has given us through his death and resurrection. It's also a space where we can take the time to uh, examine ourselves and ensure that our relationship with Christ is being authentic and genuine that we are not just going through the motions, that we're not just paying lip service, but actually that there's an authenticity there. You know, remembering back to when we first, you know, became aware of the sacrifice that Jesus has made when we first entered into his kingdom. And then also seeking to discover, you know, if there is maybe some unconfessed sin or something that is maybe impeding our current fellowship with God, you know, asking the Holy Spirit to search our hearts, to illuminate things that he would like to work on with us. And it's also time that we take to uh, be purposefully thankful. You know, the Lord's Supper is, is not only a reminder, you know, of, of a really brutal death, but it's also the celebration of the incredibly generous grace of God and the invaluable privilege of being forgiven, of being able to step blameless into the presence of God, of being able to claim that righteousness that Jesus bought for us on the cross. You know, and, and each and every one of us has access to that grace and forgiveness through Jesus. Because it is not by anything that we ourselves can do, rather, it's a gift that we can all accept. So in a moment, uh, the team is going to um, lead us in worship, so I'll get you guys to come up. Uh, and I'm going to invite you at the back, we've got some stations um, set up. Um, and I'll invite you to go and to, to take some bread and some juice. And uh, you can return to your seats um, if you'd like to, to take it. Um, or if you would like, you can actually come forward um, I know, and we don't have a traditional altar as such in our church, but for some people, that act of physically moving forward and of being able to kneel somewhere or come forward um, is incredibly helpful as, as a sort of a symbol of, of moving out. Um, so if you feel led to do that, you're welcome to do that as well. Um, if you would like somebody to pray with you, um, then uh, if you do come forward, people will be um, available for that as well. But... I just, my prayer this morning is that you would take this time to sit with God and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and refresh you. You know, the song that the team are going to start with is It Is Well, which is a, um, 
a modern redo of uh, of the song It Is Well With My Soul. And uh, I don't know if you know the history of that song, but the, the guy who wrote it dealt with quite a lot. In the end, um, he lost all five of his children in incredibly tragic circumstances. And it was as he was on a ship on the way to meet his wife, who was the sole survivor of a shipwreck that killed their four daughters, as he was passing near the place where they, um, they lost their lives, uh, he said he felt, you know, a prompt from the Holy Spirit telling him that it is well with your soul and the place that you're going to find hope again is going to be through me. It is going to be in Christ that situations are going to be able to be redeemed, where hope is going to be able to be found again, where you're going to be able to find rest despite anything that might be happening. So as we head into this, uh, this time of worship, I would just like to read um, for you from Ephesians 2, which says this, But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. For it is grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. So my prayer would be that this morning, if you are feeling weary or burdened, that you would be able to find rest as you seek Jesus, and that you would be able to join in declaring with the song that it is well with your soul because of the great gift that is available to each and every one of us through Jesus that is not dependent on us. You know, and, and that is, that is the, the hope of the gospel and so if you are able please stand Um, we're going to sing please go and take communion Uh, if you would like someone to pray with you then please do that